There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning to the podcast. This is our Thursday edition of the podcast. And we are still here at the Black Creek Baptist Church in Black Creek, New York. We're in the middle of what we call chapel services, 6 p.m. each night. We will still be there tonight, tomorrow night, Lord willing, tonight. Then at 7 o'clock, uh, Brother Jim Donath, pastor north of Buffalo, New York, will be with us as well. So I'll be preaching at 6. Brother Donath will be preaching at 7, Lord willing. And how we look forward to those services. Look forward to what the Lord is going to do. Thank the Lord for what he's done thus far. We've had a lot of folks contact us, even folks contact us about the podcast and I'd like to thank Stephen Asquith for filling in, uh, doing a podcast for us. It brought great joy to my heart to see Stephen preach again. It's been almost six months since he was on the podcast. And uh, we were just rejoice in what God has done in his life. Or rejoice in the mercy that God has extended to him and shown him. And how we praise the name of the Lord. The Lord's been good to us. The Lord is faithful to us. And uh, he does good. That's his ministry. That's his work. That's his labor to do good. He's a good God. He's a faithful God. I would like to also remind you that Sunday morning uh, at 9.45, I believe it is, we'll be at the Anchor Baptist Church in Wellsville, New York for Sunday school, then 11 o'clock as well for the service, and then 6 p.m. that night. That's this coming Sunday in Wellsville, New York. And if you're in the area, we'd love to have you come, love to have you attend. Tomorrow on the podcast, we are going to have the testimony of one of the young men that uh, we've been knowing, I guess, for about a dozen years now, and uh, watched him struggle, watched him labor, watched him uh, you just have to wrestle through some things with God, but God converted him this summer, and how we thank the Lord for that. He's been saved to give a partial testimony earlier in the year, but tomorrow, P. Amos Cornelius is going to be on the podcast, and so he'll be giving his testimony, and we thank the Lord for that. Today, as we go into the Psalms one more time, and how we rejoice in the Psalms, this is a Psalm of David in Psalm 143, and he says, Hear my prayer, O Lord, give ear to my supplications, in thy faithfulness answer me, and in thy righteousness. Glory be to God. That the Lord would hear us, that the Lord would answer us. And I like what he says. He says, in thy faithfulness, answer me. It's not because we're faithful, because he's faithful. It's not anything in us that God would even look at us and think they need a prayer answer. But no, he's just the goodness of God. Again, it's that God's mercy is extended to us. And his faithfulness reaches under the heavens, his truth under the clouds. His mercy reaches under the heavens and his truth under the clouds, both of them. And that God is faithful. And so he said, in thy righteousness, and enter not in the judgment with thy servant, for in thy sight shall no man living be justified. There is but one way to be justified in the sight of God, that is through the man, Christ Jesus. He is the propitiation for our sins. It is Jesus Christ. It is none other. 
And so man is not just before God. Man is not righteous before God without Jesus Christ. A man must be born of God. He must have the new birth. He must have Jesus Christ, the righteous. And it's important to understand that because there are so many substitutes today, so many phonies today. The only way you can know Jesus Christ is through the scripture. That's the only Jesus Christ that hears, the only Jesus Christ that answers prayer, the only Jesus Christ that's ever going to hear, the only Jesus Christ that's ever going to answer prayer. And so again, no living man is justified, but can I say to you, except we're justified by faith. Glory be to God. For the enemy hath persecuted my soul, in verse 3, he hath smitten my life down to the ground, he hath made me to dwell in darkness as those that have been long dead. So again, now, can this be David in Psalm 143? Was David smitten down to the ground? Uh, was David made to dwell in darkness as those that have been long dead? And you know, we're not talking about a cave here. We're not talking about uh, David's spirit being down. Why? Because he talked in verse 1 about the supplications. He talks about his faithfulness. And we see those words used in these messianic psalms. And once again, the enemy hath persecuted my soul. My soul being one of those key words yet again. Has smitten my life down to the ground. Why, it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Then he said this, we did esteem him smitten of God and afflicted. They smote him. And by the way, when they smote him, they used their hands, they used their fists, they would strike him. They probably used weapons, uh, whatever they could hold, but they smote the Lord Jesus Christ. We know for sure they used their hands. We're dogmatic about that. He was smitten. We did him stricken of God, and or smitten of God and afflicted. He hath made me to dwell in darkness. Where is darkness? In the sorrows of hell, as those that have been long dead. So again, we see messianic. We see Jesus Christ. That's when he said in verse 4, Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is desolate. Again, the father's turned his back on his son. The father is under the cover of darkness. He's made darkness his thick cloud. He's come down and dwelt in the darkness, and he's judged his son. That darkness for those three hours upon the face of the earth God judged his son on the cross of Calvary. What took place on the cross, no man could see because of darkness. But it was God himself smiting the son, Jesus Christ. And that's why his spirit was overwhelmed. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? The cry of desolation, the cry of desperation. Psalm 22, we see it from the heart. Why art thou so far from helping me? What does that mean? My spirit's overwhelmed. There's no one to help me. No man careth for my soul. And so in verse 4, his spirit's overwhelmed, his heart is desolate. But then he said in verse 5, I remember the days of old, I meditate on all thy works, I muse on the work of thy hands. I stretch forth my hands unto thee, my soul thirsteth after thee, as a thirsty land, Selah. So again, there are a lot of words that we've used often here, the meditation on his works, musing on the work of his hands, remembering the days of old, the days of fellowship, the days when he was with the Father, uh, the days, and by the way, he has no beginning, he has no end, he is that ancient of days, that is Jesus Christ, and so we see that in those days he had memories, he could think of those things, even judgment, he could remember those things, even as he's dying, he could remember those things. When God delivered him, God brought him to that large place in Psalm 18, he remembered these things before God, and he stretched forth his hands unto thee. Why did he do that? Because his soul thirsteth after thee. He's longing for that fellowship. And not only is he longing for that fellowship, then he turns around to 1 John chapter 1, and he invites us into that fellowship with him. And those that are longing for that fellowship, the door is open for you to come into the fellowship with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. 
as a thirsty land, Selah. God has made a way for every man to be a partaker of that fellowship. If a man wants to be in that fellowship, a man desires to be in that fellowship, if a man is willing to seek after God and turn from his wicked ways, God will bring him into fellowship, and God will bring him into the fellowship with the Father and the Son. That's the promise of God. Verse 7, Care me speedily, O Lord, my spirit faileth. Hide not thy face from me, lest I be like unto them that go down into the pit. And so, again, messianic, not messianic. Well, let's look at verse 8. Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning. What comes in the morning? Joy comes in the morning. Why? Because weeping has endured for the night. For in thee do I trust. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk. For I lift up my soul unto thee. So it continues again speaking. I don't think this can be David. Because I, lest I be like them that go down into the pit. Where is the pit? And what is the pit? And of course, we understand that according to Scripture. And there's a whole lot that goes on in that pit. It is a pit where the feet are falling. It's a pit where there's an endless falling in the pit. It's in the heart of the earth. The heart would be the center of the earth. As the earth turns on its axis, so the pit also turns. That's what the Word of God explains to us. We believe that according to the Scriptures. And we see that scientifically, if you want to add a little bit to that. But he said, hide not thy face from me, lest I be like them that go down into the pit. So he's looking for the resurrection. He's looking for deliverance. So he's looking to be brought out. Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning. For in thee do I trust. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk. What is that way? It's the ways of God. It's the way which he's known. It's the way that you and I ought to be seeking that walk with God, that relationship with God. For I lift up my soul unto thee. Deliver me, O Lord, from mine enemies. I flee unto thee to hide me. And did the Lord deliver him from his enemies? Yes, he did. Now, we kind of come out of this a little bit. I'm going to give a little bit of leniency on this from my objective, I guess, in this particular psalm. But could this be David? Yes, it could be David. I still believe it's messianic because it continues in a couple of verses. Could this be us? Yes, this could be us. Is this a strength to us? Yes, it's a strength to us. Why? Because we're hid with God in Christ. And as Jesus Christ suffered, we can suffer with him. As Jesus Christ was delivered, we can be delivered with him. And so deliver me, O Lord, from mine enemies. I flee unto thee to hide me. Can you and I flee unto him to hide us? Yes, we can. So again, is it applicable? Yes. Is it applicable across the board? Yes, it is. Yet I still believe it's messianic. I believe it's Jesus Christ, but yet it applies to us. It applies to David. God is our fortress. God is our deliverer. God is our high tower. God is our strength. In whom we trust, God is our shield. God is our buckler. The word of God is our sword. The helmet of salvation that we put on. All of those things. We can flee to him for safety. Flee to him for deliverance. Flee to him to hide me. Why? He'll hide us under the shadow of his wings. In the covert of his wings. In verse 10, teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. When did he teach him to do his will? He taught him in the garden. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And so again, he's doing the will of God, but he's saying, teach me to do thy will. It's an instruction there. Can I say it on this wise? Jesus Christ has never been, but never been in the condition he's in in the garden. He is God. 
Jesus Christ has been rent from the Godhead, severed from the Godhead at some point in Calvary. He knows that. By foreknowledge, he knows that. Jesus Christ knows he's going to the cross. He knows the Father's going to have to smite him. He knows he's going to be offered for sin in the garden. What a terrible thing. And he says, teach me to do thy will, O God. For thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. Glory be to God. Bring me to that large place with the upright. Take me into Abraham's bosom with the upright are. Quicken me, O Lord, for thy name's sake. Make me alive. Resurrect me. Bring me out. That's what salvation does. It'll resurrect you. Ye who were dead and trespasses and sins, hath he quickened. God will make you alive in Jesus Christ. So quicken me, O Lord, for thy name's sake, for thy righteousness' sake. Bring my soul out of trouble. Why did Jesus Christ need quickened? Because he was dead. Why do you and I need quickened? Because we're spiritually dead. And if you've not been quickened, God has not made you alive, you don't have this life in Christ, then you need to be born of God. You need to be spiritually resurrected. You need to see that Jesus is the resurrection and the life and to understand that that is Jesus Christ. He will make you alive. He'll give you life. He'll give you life, he said, more abundantly. And then he said, for thy righteousness sake, bring my soul out of trouble. Did God bring his soul out of trouble? Yes, he delivered his soul. Thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. Did God leave his soul in hell? No, he did not. He got the keys of death and of hell, and then God delivered him. Never again to suffer the awfulness and the torment. Never again to be judged. Never again to be condemned. He is the righteous son of God. He is the righteousness of God. He's the lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why John saw him as a lamb slain before the foundations of the world. And so you and I also can see that lamb. And I got a dear preacher friend of mine. He says that lamb dwells on the inside. He that hath the son hath life. And he that hath not the son of God hath not life. He has that lamb on the inside, that bleeding on the inside, that fellowship with the father through Jesus Christ. It's internal. It's on the inside. It's in the heart. It's an inward matter. It's not an outward matter. It's not in the accoutrements of outward appearance. It's not in the accoutrements of standards and conduct and your being. It's in the inward work. It's in the inward change that God has quickened you, brought you into fellowship on the inside with the Son, with the Father, and we're right there in that fellowship inwardly, if we'll seek his face, if we'll come to him in prayer, if we'll come believing that he is, there is that fellowship available. And of thy mercy, cut off mine enemies, verse 12, and destroy all them that afflict my soul, for I am thy servant. Was he not made a servant? Was he not made the form of a servant, humbling himself? Was he not obedient even to the death of the cross? Destroy all them that afflict my soul, for I am thy servant. That great picture of servitude, that great example of servitude, the greatest servant there ever was, Jesus Christ, that obedient servant. Messianic Psalm, I believe absolutely. Can we thank the Lord for it? And we bless the name of the Lord for it. Would you tune in tomorrow for P. Amos Cornelius and his testimony? Have a great week. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. And he longs to return to the Lord As he cries for forgiveness and mercy God is waiting You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, 
Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.